Welcome to the Bookwifery Podcast, a weekly podcast that helps you birth your book, your voice, and your audience through discernment, companionship, and guidance. I'm Christiane Squires, the founder of Bookwifery, and my mission is to help you birth books that heal the world with light. Welcome to the show. Well, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Bookwifery Podcast. This is episode nine, and today we're going to be talking about why discernment matters to this process for you and your book. I talk a lot about discernment here at Bookwifery. It's a part of this podcast. Um, it's also a big part of the courses that I offer. We we go back to discernment all the time, and, and that's just a fruit of me being a spiritual director, um, one of my vocations in life, and um, bringing that into this work that I do with you. And so I find that this approach really resonates for those who appreciate the work of discernment or the process of discernment, the presence of discernment in their lives, um, who really want to incorporate that into uh, not just their approach to their book, but just the way that they live their life. And so we're going to talk more about that in this episode today. Um, Why does discernment matter to the process of birthing your book into the world. So you may recall if you've been listening along already that um, I talk a lot, I do a deep dive into discernment back in episode two. So if you want to go back into the archives, I encourage you, if you haven't listened to it already, Episode two is nine questions, um, nine discernment questions that you can ask if you're in the process of discerning whether you are pregnant with a book. Um, so it's it's great for you if you're you're really not sure if this is um, if the book birthing pr- path, uh, if book pregnancy is the path for you. Um, but I also really appreciate that episode because it kind of takes a deep dive into discernment and gives you a process of discernment that really could be applied to any discernment question you might be holding in your life. I hear that from folks after they go through that process sometimes that, you know, this is helpful for the book question, but it's also just helpful for me to have these kinds of questions that I can return to in other times in my life when I'm in uh, needing a process of discernment. So we take a deep dive into discernment in episode two, specifically around book pregnancy, but you are welcome to use that just to kind of deepen your own understanding of discernment in your life. What does that look like? What are you noticing? How are you um, paying attention to the inner voice of wisdom in you, your connection to the sacred, um, and how that informs the choices that you make and the direction that you go? So at the outset of book pregnancy, I really encourage the discernment process. Um, it's a huge step forward in your in your life to say, I believe I am pregnant with a book and I believe it is best preceded by the pregnancy test that I call discernment. Um, but I also fiercely believe that it is meant to com- continue companioning you through your the life of your book pregnancy, that discernment has so much to offer you as you continue to go along. This is such an extensive process. It's It goes very deep and wide in your life, being pregnant with a book. Um, so the, the width of it is kind of the longevity of the commitment to doing this. Um, there's the commitment of the book pregnancy itself and, and all the kind of phases of that, the stages of that, um, 
you know, beginning to gestate the the content of the book, um, beginning to be clearer on how you're connecting to your audience and what you have to offer them. What is the voice that you're bringing into the conversation that offers something of value to those who are participating in the conversation or wanting to learn from it? Um, and then there's the writing of the book. There's the seeking out of the publisher, you know, path for you, publishing path for you. There's the actual delivery of the book into the world. But then I, you know, there's also the longevity beyond the 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 actual pregnancy and delivery of the book. You know, this is you're going to travel with that book as you know, kind of your your child in the world for the life that it's in the world. Um, so you have this relationship with the book in the world once it's here, and then you know, the way in which it's continuing to connect with other people in the world and grow in relationship with them. Um, but also, as you, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while as well, you know that I'm always helping you look beyond just the single book that you are birthing right now, helping you think about this kind of grander scope of your life. What direction is your life moving in? How is this book a part of that, a piece of that, um, one aspect of that? And then beyond this book, what is the next contribution that continues to fall in line with that grander scope of work, that body of work that you're here to contribute to the world, to the healing of the world with the light that is inside of you? And so that's kind of the width uh, and breadth of um, of discernment and um, you know the life of um, book pregnancy is is so much more than just the actual finite time that it takes to gestate and develop and birth the book. But then there's the depth of the experience of book pregnancy, and that is where we get into the kind of the emotional um, and spiritual questions that accompany this experience. You know, um, the ways in which. As I'm sure you're you're already familiar with and acquainted with the ways in which the the inner critic or the voice of the gremlins can kind of get in there in the process. At the outset, it can be questions of, you know, do I have what it takes to do this? Um, who am I to think that I could do this? You know, those kinds of questions that that actually do continue to accompany you through the process. They'll pop their head back into into your the voice, the the conversation happening inside your head all the time um, as you go along, but. But, but even as you go deeper into the process of book pregnancy, the questions and the emotional and spiritual component, uh, the depths to which you are forced to go and, and the things that you're kind of asked to reckon with inside of you just continue to ramp up Um you know, there's all of the doubts that come as you're working on a, a project of this magnitude that are asking you to continue to come back to center, to continue to come back to the truth that you know is yours to hold and recommit to this project and re-up your willingness to be vulnerable to the process. And so there's this deep and wide experience that you're invited into with book pregnancy. And so discernment kind of flows in and out of all of of those channels as well as you're making decision in the width of the experience. So decisions about the content to include or not include in the book, decisions about your publishing path, decisions about agreements of pe with people that you're going to work with on, on your publishing path, um, decisions about how you bring the book into the world, decisions about how you meet your audience. That's all stuff that I take a discernment approach with. We're looking for what really makes the most sense for who you are, for what you believe you are kind of here to do, um, 
what makes for how you're wired, uh, for for who your audience is, like all of these things are. Um, I've said before, not just strategy, but also an experience of discernment, really, really listening and noticing and sensing inner guidance um, for these big decisions that happen in the breadth of the journey. And then the discernment that that happens in the deep down process of that emotional and spiritual experience of birthing a book into the world. How is discernment present there? Um, I would say is um, as you are wrestling with the spiritual questions of um, maybe it's things like, who am I? Why am I here? What am I here to do? How is this book a part of that? Um, that's discernment. That's an invitation to discernment. You know, what are you, what are you really becoming aware of is your work. Um, how are you continuing to feed that as you go along? Um, the emotional aspect of this book pregnancy um, and all of the the challenges and um, the victories of that, you know, how can you respond to those voices that are nagging at you, the, that self-doubt, that insecurity, that self-criticism or um, anticipated anticipatory criticism. Talked a lot in the um, episode about, I think it was episode seven, about your ideal reader, your secondary reader, and readers, and your antagonistic readers, which when we talked about the antagonistic readers, there's so much, half of that is that mental game that we have to play with ourselves or that, that kind of shows up on our doorstep and we have to encounter, which is kind of the things we anticipate that could um, be criticisms that become antagonistic voices in our heads. And so how discernment becomes a part of that is we we notice we notice the emotional work that's being asked of us, the things that are being presented to us that are kind of bumping up against our stuff, bumping up against our challenges with vulnerability or confidence, um, self-belief, and we are then engaging that and we're saying, okay, what am I hearing at, at this level, but then what is what am I hearing underneath that? You know, what is this really about? And what is my deepest, truest, essential self wanting to say to this? How do I want to be responding to this? And so all of that is discernment work. Um, that's an approach that can be taken to that, and that's the approach that I take with that. Um, what is the invitation here? How are you responding to it? So um that's why that's kind of the short answer to the question of why discernment matters to this process. But I thought that we might look at this a couple different ways in this episode. Um, we're first going to talk about how discernment can accompany you through just the process of birthing your book, um, the ways in which it can kind of, we've talked a little bit about how the ways it can pick its head up, but but just the way that you approach your, your book pregnancy kind of in the main, um, how discernment can be a part of that. We're also going to talk about um, what discernment is ultimately about in your book pregnancy and the approach that I take to that. I'm going to give you some examples and then we're going to talk about um, what could a shorthand process of discernment look like for you, kind of an on-the-go approach to discernment in your book pregnancy as you're in moments or seasons or um, periods of noticing that you need to do a little bit of discernment work. So kind of a short a shorthand or on the go version of it that you can take with you. So, first of all, just kind of um 
as you approach your book pregnancy, what, how, how can discernment be or not be a part of this? And I just want to name this because, um, I've mentioned in previous episodes how there's no shortage of resources available to you anywhere you want to go to find out how to travel this path. There's tons of books out there that you can get at the bookstore or uh, online. There's a ton of blogs. There's so many courses. There's just so many different um, experts that you can listen to, tune into, and have them teach you the way. And so... um, I think there, one thing I like to encourage people to do is to find the voices and the resources and the guides that really make the most sense for you. And so I think there's there's discernment in that, like what what voices am I going to actually choose to listen to as I try to step out on this path of birthing my book into the world? There's so many, there's like a glut of of information and so many different voices. And so even just kind of noticing which voices really speak to you, which ones um, kind of like it's like when you're in conversation with someone and it's like you really get one another, um, just the way that you, the energy that's exchanged. Um, and so, you know, but and on the other hand, a conversation with someone where that's not happening, it just feels like maybe the, the content of the conversation is just kind of bouncing off of you and kind of falling flat on the table. So paying attention to that when you're reviewing books, when you're reviewing blogs, when you're looking into courses, um, paying attention to which voices seem to really sit with you. And that can be just a, a, a gent, kind of a gentle, small discernment piece of whose voices will you let be your guide as you move forward. Um, And then there's just how you then go about doing the work. So it's really easy when you step into this new world of book pregnancy to become really focused on all of that information and all of the to-dos that you need to set set down to like create a path for yourself, the different goals, the different milestones, and... um, it can be really easy to just make it a project that you have in your planner or, you know, how your task manager, whatever you're using to kind of get things done in your life. Um, it can be very easy to kind of just create a path for yourself, go after it as a project manager of this thing in your life. And that's certainly an, an approach. Um, what I would love for you to find is a way to do this um, that incorporates discernment into the process. So allows you to touch base with your center, allows you to check in with your spirit, allows you to notice as you're going along the experience that you're having and how it's shaping you and what new invitations are maybe showing up on your doorstep as you go along. So it becomes less of a task or a big project that you're trying to barrel through and more of an interact interactive, self-reflective exchange um, that is a discerning approach just in your own posture toward toward the work. Um, how are you allowing this deep, real, probably most enduring, definitely most enduring part of yourself, which is your spirit and your heart, um, how are you allowing that to be just as much a part of the process as the doing of the things with your with your mind and your hands, um, and so that's another way in which I would encourage you to think about how you let discernment be a part of your process. So there's finding your guides, letting kind of yourself sift through and notice 
what seems most true and fitting for you, and then also the way in which you work through what your guides are teaching you, whether those guides are books or blogs or teachers or experts or, um, yeah, people in your life that are helping you along the way. Um, it's, you know, finding, using discernment towards finding those people, um, and those voices, but then using discernment as well in just the way you actually live into and through the things that they are teaching you to do or instructing you to do. And so allowing yourself to have room for this, um, discerning, um, reflective, noticing posture, prayerful posture in the process of your book pregnancy. And then the other piece of this is just what the work actually is. So going back to that tagline at the beginning of the podcast, I say every week, which is, um, my mission being to help you birth books that heal the world with light. And so much of this um, in my approach is about helping you get really clear on what that light in you is. What is that light? What is its message? What is it? How is it shining? Where is it meant to shine? Um, who is it meant to shine on? Um, what? Where is it meant to be brought? And that is a discernment piece as well. That kind of undergirds kind of the, the the foundation of these other pieces of like finding the guides and working through the process. There's this kind of foundational piece of what the work really is for you. What is the message? What is the light? What is the mission? What is the call? Um, what is the service? What is the contribution? All these different names for it that I'm trying to offer you to see what resonates for you. But but really getting clear on that is the thing. That is that is the thing. That is the work. Um, and so a lot of what I'm seeking to do here is help you get increasingly clear on what that work is for you. What is that message? What is that contribution? And how can the book and your specific voice in the conversation and the ways in which you connect with your audience and offer that to them, how are all of those expressions of this light in you? And so that discernment piece is that getting clearer and clearer and clearer on what that work is for you to do. What is it that you're doing? What is it that you're here to offer? And how can the book and your voice and your audience, the ways in which you meet your audience be expressions of that or parts of that? So so these are the ways in which discernment can kind of come alongside you and be a part of the process. Um, so another way to break this down is kind of... Um, it kind of a nuts and bolts, like the what I'm calling it the what and the how and the way. <laughs> so the what goes back to that foundation. It's it's what is your light? How would you name what it is? How would you name its its kind of fundamental message that you are here to bring that's only yours to bear? And it may connect with the light of other people in the world that have similar messages or similar work to do, but you each have your own way of doing it, your own way of bringing it, your own way of saying it. And so the the what is the discernment of the actual message and the actual light that is yours to bear. And then there's the how, um, the how you bring that message and the, the discernment around um, the different channels that you use to express that light, the different um, 
expressions of that light. So the book might be an expression of it. Your um, way in which you show up on Instagram might be an expression of it. Your way in which you connect to your audience through speaking engagements might be an expression of it. So it's discerning what channels and expressions um, really make most align with who you are and who your audience is and how you can kind of overlap in your connection points. And so the what is the actual message? and how you and and the, the the specific naming of the light you bear the how is how you choose to shine that light the different ways and the book is one of those pieces and there's all these other places that you can you can also show up and whether it's your daily work or special events or social media presence um, your newsletter different that's the how and then there's um, this third piece is the the way um, the way in which you do this work that aligns with who you are. So um, a lot of times in my work with folks, the discernment piece is, okay, so you've got this message, you've gotten clear on that. You've got these different channels that you can utilize to share that message. And then there's figuring out the way to embody it in a way that aligns with who you are. So let me explain what I mean. I've got a student in one of my courses right now who has become increasingly clear as we've worked together that she really needs to be someone who shows up in the world in a kind of countercultural way. She's not someone who's going to be showing up on Instagram every day. She's not someone who's going to kind of do the typical um, five tips kind of blog posts. She really, um, she lives her life at an intentionally slower pace than the rest of the culture. And it's really important to her to maintain that because it keeps her in touch with her center. It keeps her in touch with her deep core, um, her true self, her true expression of herself, just living at a kind of countercultural slower pace. And so when it came time for us to talk about how she's going to meet her audience, she had come into the process assuming that it would look a certain way. You know, she's got her Facebook page going, she's got her new Instagram account for her professional presence. And the more we talked about it, and we talked about the realities of algorithms and the realities of kind of how people show up in some of those spaces, she started realizing like, wow, I really assumed that I would use these these places as outposts for what I'm here to do. But what might make more sense, given how I'm wired, given who I actually am, what might make more sense is for me to um, be more might be more focused on how I can connect with my audience, perhaps through a monthly newsletter, and maybe through some projects that an ongoing projects I host on my website that allow people to contribute and start to form a community, and kind of um, foster an environment that is a little bit more mindful, focused slow paced. And so there's all these different channels that she could be using. But as she got clearer and clearer on the way in which she is made up, that then affects the choices she makes in the ways that she shows up in those channels. So she knew she was going to do a website and she with some projects and she knew that she was going to do a newsletter and she knew that she was going to create a Facebook page and an Instagram account and all these things. Um, what she didn't know was how she would be intentional with those channels. And so it's that, that getting in touch with who you are, how you're wired, what makes the most sense 
And aligning that with, or comparing that with kind of the actual channels and platforms or places themselves and what seems to make the most sense for how those are meant to work. So um, I guess what I'm encouraging you to do is as you get clear on your what, which is your message, your your unique light to bear, and as you get clear on the the how, which is the channels that you feel most aligned to use, then there's the way in which you use those channels and getting clear on, um, you know, how, how you self-express, how you share in a way that aligns with what's true for you. Because the truth is there's so many, again, voices that will tell you, this is how to use these platforms and this is how you should do it. And this is what will work. And it's really okay for you to say, I think I'm going to use them a little bit differently. And, um, I need to be aware of some of the realities and the constraints, um, of these channels or these outlets, but I'm going to ultimately tune into what makes the most sense for how I'm wired. Now, if this student of mine that I've shared with you had, you know, jumped on any of those wagons that are telling her, you know, you need to be posting every day, you need to be showing up, you need to be using hashtags, you need to be doing all these things, she would have twisted herself so far away from her center that she wouldn't even know which way was up anymore. I mean, I can just see it happening. If if you allow yourself to kind of get pulled by what the voices are telling you to do, rather than tuning into what's true about your rhythm, your pace, your values, um, what you ultimately want to be able to offer and finding a way to do that in the different outlets that are available. Um, yeah, getting pulled off your center. I mean, this is this is why I say it's about discernment. It's about really getting kind of tuned in to what's true for you and what's true about your work and what's true about the audience you're here to serve and finding these common grounds that can kind of almost like a Venn diagram, you know, where's that overlapping place that really allows you to sit inside the truth of who you are, the truth of how you best show up, the, the, the truth of your message and the truth of your people that you're here to serve. So what can this look like on an ongoing basis? This is that um, kind of on-the-go approach to discernment. What are, what are some ways that you can do this as you go along and you're looking for ways to stay true to that center and, sent, and kind of rooted down in that? So I'm, I put together just four, a kind of a four, let's, let's call it four movements um, that you can work with um, and kind of just cycle back through as needed. So the first movement is notice. Notice when something is is starting to take your attention. You're noticing something doesn't feel quite right as you're going along in your book pregnancy. Um, you're noticing that some, you know, um, you're having a challenge. You're noticing that um, advice from the outside seems to be telling you you need to go in a certain direction, and it's starting to create questions for you. So just start to notice when something just starts getting kicked up a little bit inside of you. So the first step to discernment on the go is noticing, noticing what you're noticing. And that's just, you know, okay. It's kind of like a little flag that comes up that says, okay, it might be time to do some discernment, to start some intentional discernment work because I'm starting to get, um, 
kind of twinges. I'm starting to feel a little uneasy. I'm starting to have a lot of questions or confusion. I'm starting to wonder if I'm on the right path. These are like the little flags that say, okay, it's time to start doing some discernment. So the first thing is noticing that there is an invitation to discernment. The second movement is to listen. And so here is the intentional piece that is really... um, I can't, I can't stress the value of this piece enough. This is where you, you take intentional time apart to listen and pay attention. Let me say that there's probably three ways that you can listen. The first is listening to what those flags are. So maybe when you sit down to do kind of your intentional moment of going deeper into your discernment process, it's okay, let me just even sift through what is it, what is that noise in my head that was starting to put those flags up that made me realize I needed to do some discernment. So just starting to kind of get clear on what all those voices are saying or what all those flags are. So that's the first piece of listening. Another piece of listening would be um, what am I what am I hearing my inner voice say about this? What is it saying to me? How is it responding to these flags? Um, and then the other the third piece that's that's really key for how I navigate discernment um, and may or may not speak to you given your spiritual orientation, but the voice of the holy, listening for the voice of the holy in this convert in this um in this dedicated space. So However you find your way toward a posture of listening for the divine, um, for me, a lot of times that is um, what I call, or what I've come to call imaginative prayer. I often will have an image of myself kind of in a, in a scene, walking with God, <laughs> um, the how God is presenting God's self to me at that time, and I'm just trying to tune in to whether the Holy has something to say to me in this place where I've been kind of overwhelmed with some noise and some caution flags, um, some alerts. How is God postured toward me? Kind of also not just listening, but looking like in that image scene. Can I see God's face toward me as God is presenting God's self to me in that image or scene? What is the look on God's face. Um, how does God's posture seem to be toward me? Um, and are there any words being spoken to my spirit? So listening um, can be kind of this threefold process of giving some room to let those flags be heard, giving some room for your own inner voice to speak in response to that and tell you kind of what how it's responding and listening for the voice of the holy toward you. Um, and then the third movement would be conversing. So this is where after you've done some listening, you've, you've, you've had the noticing that you're noticing, that's the flags, and then you're going into the listening posture. And that's where you're kind of noticing again, you're noticing what you hear, those voices saying, yourself saying, God's voice saying, and then your the third movement is conversing with what you've noticed. So, um, as you've heard your inner voice speak to you about these flags, um, how do you want to respond to um, to your inner voice's um, words to you? How would you respond to God's voice to you? 
allowing, allowing there to be a conversation that takes place. So converse is that third movement. And it's a chance for you to just engage and dialogue with what's going on in your listening, what you're noticing and hearing in the listening posture. So conversing with it, allowing there to be a conversation, some back and forth. And the, that will lead to the fourth movement, which is... Um, to notice. <laughs> I've been told I use that word a lot. It's so true. It's so core to what I'm I'm here to help you do is notice. So the fourth movement in this kind of discernment on the go is noticing um, kind of how you're coming out of this um, of this moment of discernment. And that is, has your spirit settled? Have you reached a place of peace? Are you still feeling some um question and confusion and is there any resistance there? Is there something that just doesn't seem like it wants to come to rest yet? And if you notice that that's the case, it means the discernment isn't done. It means that you want to continue in that discernment posture ongoing until you do come to that place where you notice your spirit has settled. So that fourth movement is noticing how your spirit is with this thing that you've brought for discernment. Has it settled itself, in which case you can move forward with the wisdom and the guidance that you've been given? Um, If it's not settled, then you just know it's a question you're continuing to walk with. And um, there's no way in which to like force discernment to happen sooner than, you know, faster or on a certain timeline. You just have to continue to journey with it. And it takes as long as it takes. Um, But allowing yourself these moments where you come apart and you say, okay, I've noticed this thing. It's still there. I'm going to take some time to listen to it, to listen to my inner voice responding to it, to listen to what God may be saying to me in this place. How can I spend some time just listening? How can I give myself then some time to respond and converse with that listening? And then now let me check in with myself and see, am I, what am I noticing about my spirit after I've taken this time? And just continuing to repeat that cycle as long as necessary until you receive that kind of settled knowing that you need. So we've talked quite a bit about discernment in this episode, all the ways it can show up. Well, not all the ways, some of the ways (laughs) that it can show up, some of the many ways that it can be a part of your book pregnancy and your ongoing just presence in the world. I hope it's been helpful for you to have some handles for it. Um, The three handles being how, how you can enter into and navigate book pregnancy with discernment, um, getting clear on the what, the how, and the way of your discernment, and then this kind of four-part on-the-go discernment process that you can continue to take with you and use as needed. I hope you found it helpful, and I wish you blessings upon your way. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bookwifery Podcast. Show notes for each episode can be found at bookwifery.com slash podcast. I'd love to connect with you beyond the show. You can subscribe to my birth notes newsletter at bookwifery.com slash notes, where I share further details behind each week's episode, plus updates on all things bookwifery. My favorite place to hang out online is Instagram. You can find me at Christiane underscore bookwifery or by searching bookwifery in the explore tab. And lastly, don't you just love this music? It's called Lights Dissolve and is produced by a musician named Elliot Middleton. Thanks again for listening.